to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Stronger Creatives. This is going to be the final episode of 2022. I'm really grateful to you for tuning in, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to all 25. This has been a really fun project for me to work on, sharing my experience and my thoughts and my expertise with you in a different way. And I'm really excited for everything that's going to be coming to this podcast in 2023, which is uh, including but not limited to regular guest interviews with some pretty fucking cool people that I think you're going to really enjoy hearing from. Before I get into the meat of today's episode, which is all about setting better New Year's resolutions, I want to give you a few announcements. Like I mentioned, this is the final episode for 2022, and the reason why, if you're just now uh, discovering me or my work, is that I'm going to be embarking on an epic three-week journey to New Zealand. I'm going to join my sister and my brother-in-law who live in Australia currently, and the three of us are going to be doing a ton of hiking and exploring and all kinds of really cool stuff all over the South Island. They're also going to be doing the North Island after I leave because they're going to be there longer, but I'm only going to be on the South Island. If you want to hear more about how I've been training and preparing for this trip, because it's going to be really physically demanding, you can go back two episodes to episode 23, which talks all about the training that I've been doing in the gym to prepare for this trip. But basically, I am not going to be doing any serious content creation. I'm not going to be sending my regular emails. I'm not going to be doing a podcast while I'm in New Zealand. If you want to see what I'm doing on the trip, you want to follow along and see pictures and videos, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is just my name, at Caroline Juster, because I am going to be posting a lot of like vacation and trip stuff over there. So if you're curious, you want to live vicariously through me, um, I know I certainly do that when people I know go on cool trips, go ahead and follow me over on Instagram. This podcast is going to return, um, I believe it's January 11th is the Wednesday, and I will do a recap episode all about the trip, any lessons that I learned, how my preparation actually stacked up to the demands of the trip, and anything else that's worth sharing there. So New Zealand stuff, follow me on Instagram. This podcast will make its return in January. I also want to put something on your radar for the new year, which is the next round of my Sane and Simple Nutrition Group Coaching Program. So this is my signature nutrition program. It lays out a really simple, actionable framework that you can use to either lose weight or just improve your relationship with food and build healthy habits for life. I'm constantly reworking some of the details of this program to make it better and more effective for you, but the core curriculum stays the same because I really believe in these six principles that I teach in the course, and I've seen from people that have gone through it how helpful it can be. So what this is, is it's a really small, intimate group that runs for six weeks, and again, I lay out a six-step 
framework that's going to help you lose weight and learn to eat healthy without losing your mind. The next round is going to begin on Monday, February 6th. But if you are at all interested, I encourage you to join the waitlist now. The waitlist is going to get early access. So I limit the size of this program so that it's, you know, a safe space for everybody. So if you want to make sure that you get in and if you want to save a little bit of money because the waitlist members receive a discount as a token of my appreciation. So there's no uh, pressure. You don't have to join the program if you're on the waitlist, but you will receive those bonuses of early access and discounted access. So if you think you might be interested at all, I encourage you to join that waitlist now. And of course, you'll be hearing a lot more about the program and a lot more about my nutrition philosophy in general when I come back from New Zealand. All right, so let's dive into the show. What I want to talk about today is a terrible topic for a lot of people that brings up a lot of shame and guilt and some other negative feelings. That topic is New Year's resolutions. The way that a lot of people make New Year's resolutions automatically sets them up to fail. And that's the reason why so many people don't keep their resolutions and why a lot of times people just give up altogether or become really cynical about the topic. Now, I've gone through different stages here. At first, I was not a fitness professional, right? I was just a regular person doing the mistakes that I see people making. So I would set some sort of really vague goal like, this is the year I'm finally going to lose weight. Or... This is the year I'm finally going to do something with my music, whatever, Um, win a competition or make it to the finals in an audition or something like that. And I would do zero planning and I would just think about how great I was going to feel once I achieved the goal and I wouldn't put any thought into how I was actually going to get there. And then when the new year came, I would embark on some sort of ridiculously intense, unrealistic program, inevitably fall off the wagon pretty rapidly and then just throw up my hands in defeat. So as you can see, that's not really a recipe for actually following through on something. And I'm going to talk more in a little bit about how we can do a better job of that. Later, when I was working in the fitness industry, I became one of those coaches who's like, the new year doesn't matter. Like, it's just any other day. Like, you should start doing these things right now. You shouldn't even worry about it. And now I take a little bit more nuanced approach because as human beings, we see a lot of power in cycles, in ritual, And the sense of renewal that comes from the new year is very real. Like, yes, literally, humans made up a calendar, right? So January 1st is literally just another day. But that's not the way it feels. It really does feel like something new, like a fresh start. And because of all the chaos and traditions and everything that comes before it in the holidays, a lot of people are really primed to potentially make positive changes. So I don't think you should just write off the new year. I don't think you should never set New Year's resolutions. What I do think is that you should be really honest with yourself about what you can do and what's truly important to you, and then set a realistic plan that's going to help you get there. So today, I'm going to give you two strategies that I really like for setting better New Year's resolutions or setting resolutions that you're actually going to keep. Now, I can't take credit for either of these strategies. I got them both from my own coaches. The first one comes from a guy named Todd Bumgarner who I've worked with as a professional mentor, and also he's the coach that's been helping me prepare for my New Zealand trip. And the second method comes from my longtime business coach that I worked with for um, almost two years, and her name is Ashley Pardo. So credit goes to both of those two really smart people. I don't even know if they made them up or they got these systems from somewhere else, but um, these are not my systems, but of all the things that I've tried, these are the two that really work the best. 
Todd's system, the first one, which I'll call the visioning system, excuse me, is better suited maybe for people who like are more logical brain, who like to think critically, who like to do planning and lists and stuff like that. Ashley's system, although it does involve a list and thinking deeply, I think works well for people who are like big feelers, highly sensitive people, people who like to make decisions or think about their lives in terms of emotions and feelings. Now, that's not to say you can't use the other system if like you can't use Ashley's system if you're more of a logical kind of person or you can't use Todd's system if you are a highly sensitive person like you can use them both. Just know that one might feel like it resonates a little bit better with you and that's totally fine. The ultimate goal of this is not to like do a specific thing. It's to give you clarity about what you really want in your life so that you can create more of that and then get rid of the things that are not serving you. So let's first talk about Todd's system. So this system works by putting a lot of ideas on paper, thinking broadly about things you might want to do in your life, and then gradually becoming more and more discerning about what you actually want to do, what's actually important to you, and what actually resonates with your values and the kind of person you're trying to become. And then the most important part, in my opinion, is actually putting pen to paper and creating a detailed plan of action, which I'll get into in a second. So the first step that we want to do is a brain dump. And actually, let me back up and say that I absolutely suggest that you go through this process over time. Do not try to do this all in one day, maybe not even in a week. Like I would break each piece of this up into small sections because it's just going to give you more time to mull things over, consider, think of things that you might have forgotten, and it's going to give you more clarity in the end. So do not rush through this process and do it over many days. Start now. And that's why I partially why I'm doing this episode early in the month and not publishing it later is so that you have the time to go through this at a reasonable pace. Okay, so first step is to do a brain dump. So before you begin this, it might be helpful just to reduce overwhelm to group your life into a handful of categories that are uh, important and encompass a lot of stuff. So for me, my examples might be health and fitness, um, professional life, personal life slash family slash social life, stuff like that, and hobbies, okay? But yours might include things like finances. Uh, You might have music or your specific art as a category as opposed to like a broader professional category. Um, Maybe you group friends and family separate. It really doesn't matter. Just come up with some categories that are important to you and try not to have like a million categories, okay? Try to keep it to maybe three to six categories, Now, within each category, you're going to do this brain dump, which is basically just a free brainstorming session. You're going to sit down with no distractions and you're going to write down all the potential things that you might like to change, any possible goals, any ideas or potential projects. Maybe you're going to write down stuff that happened in this past year that you don't feel good about or that didn't work out the way you planned. The point of this is not to edit. It's just to get everything down on paper and out of your head. So you're going to do that first. You could even do each category on a separate day. And then you're going to give it a little bit of time. On another day, you're going to come back and now we're going to start the cutting process. So I want you to look at each category. And I want you to just immediately get rid of, first of all, any potential goals or changes that you just know realistically you're not going to be able to do. So I'm going to use a really extreme example just to... um, illustrate my point. Let's say you like to spend time outside and maybe a long-term goal of yours is to climb a huge mountain like a highest summit in a continent, you know, like Everest or Kilimanjaro or something like that. And you have that down in your brain dump, but you know, looking at your next year that you're going to be really busy or taking a lot of um, 
trips for work or you have auditions or things coming up and there's just not enough time or resources to plan that kind of trip. You're not able to achieve that goal and so you're going to just cross it off your list. That doesn't mean you're never going to chase that goal, but you're just trying to be realistic about what is possible in 2023. Most likely in some categories, there are going to be some things that are really obviously out of reach right now. Then you also want to cut stuff that sounds nice, like maybe you put it down because you think you should do that thing, but you just like your heart's not really in it. You don't feel that tug. You don't feel the, the need or it feels like maybe it's not really in alignment with what's truly important to you. A common example that I'll use throughout this process is the goal of weight loss. Maybe this is the most common New Year's resolution, or maybe I just think that because I work in fitness. A lot of people want to lose weight, and a lot of people say in the new year, this is the year I'm going to do it. But maybe losing weight isn't as important to you as you think. Maybe what's really more important is just feeling more fit so you can take trips with your friends or not be so exhausted every day while you're doing your job or playing with your kids. You want to weed out goals that sound nice but don't really resonate with you on a deep level. And this is where the critical thinking piece really comes in because nobody can tell you what resonates with you or what's truly a valuable goal. You have to make that decision for yourself. So once you've weeded that stuff out, if you still have a ton of goals in each category, I would cut it back to like three per category. So you want to be even more discerning and pick the things that are most important, most pressing, or most relevant to you right now. So at this point, you should have a list of categories with a short list of goals, maybe one to three goals per category. And now what we want to do, and again, I would do this on a separate day, is to rank these, okay? Rank all the goals. Most of us are going to have a few things that are really pressing or really important. So let's say you have a financial goal of getting out of credit card debt, and the debt is really stressing you out and it's affecting you a lot. Achieving that goal might be more pressing than preparing for some sort of trip where uh, you might actually have to spend money and it might you know, negatively impact your stress levels, things like that. When you're ranking things, you should also consider if achieving one goal will make it easier to achieve other goals. So this is where fitness really comes into play because when you're in better shape, a lot of other things in life become easier. So if one of your goals is get back in the gym and be more active, and another one of your goals is have more energy to play with your kids or, you know, join your friends on outdoor adventures or pickup games, achieving that fitness goal is going to help make it easier to achieve those other goals. So you might want to prioritize the fitness goal higher. Again, there's no right or wrong answer here, but we want to start to rank these because we can't probably achieve everything on our list. But if we understand what's important and pressing, we can put things in the right order and actually make progress on what really matters. So at this point, what we we need to do is make an action plan. So Some people might be tempted to skip some of the early steps and maybe you're just like, well, I don't want to do all that shit. Like I already know I want to do these three things. Okay, that's totally fine, but you're never going to achieve those goals without a plan. This is the number one mistake that people make. Well, I don't know about number one. (laughs) Another one would be chasing a goal that they think they should do, but they don't actually care about. So let's just say this is a big mistake that a lot of people make. Having a resolution with zero plan on how you're actually going to make it a reality. So I have a handful of questions here. And what I want you to do is for your most important goals or potentially for every goal on your list, if you don't have that many, is sit down and answer these questions and come up with a plan. Now, before I read the questions, I want to say that this doesn't necessarily and often will not be a total and complete plan from start to finish of the project. A lot of times 
we don't know what we're going to have to do later on, but we almost always know the first steps we need to take to get started. Okay, so you don't have to see the complete journey, but it's really important to clearly lay out what you're going to do at the start and how you're going to evaluate progress and look for further help if you need it as you're going forward. So the first question we want to answer is, what will you do? So if you have a finances goal, maybe you're going to set up an automatic savings plan, maybe you're going to create a budget, something that you're going to literally take action on and do. If you have a weight loss goal, maybe you're going to start counting calories or you're going to use some other portion control system. Maybe you're going to keep a food log just to get an idea of what you are eating. Something actionable. The next question is when will you do it? So you can think of this in terms of frequency. Some tasks are going to be a one-time task that you do and then you don't have to do again. Other tasks, and this is probably going to be the majority of what you're doing, will be repetitive. So if you are keeping a food log, you're going to have to write down after every meal what you ate. If you're trying to hit the gym more, maybe you're hitting the gym two or three times a week. Be really clear about how often you're going to do these steps. The third question is where will you do it? So this may not be relevant to everything. Again, if you have a one-time thing that's just done on your computer, uh, you can do it anywhere, but some goals require specific locations. You might need to go to a gym. You might need to plan where you're gonna go to the grocery store to pick up fresh food. There are a lot of things to potentially consider in terms of location. Next is what resources will you need? So resources could be anything from information to coaching to financial resources, things like exercise equipment or tools that you need to achieve the goal. Write down all the resources you need just to get started. Next is who will you need help from? So if one of your resources was coaching or information, where are you going to seek that out? Who is going to be your guide? What sources are you going to trust? Or you might also need help from another person. So if your partner is going to need to help you with cooking or watching the kids so you can go to the store or the gym, these are things that you need to consider. The next two questions are really important and they are what obstacles are you going to potentially face and what are you going to do about those obstacles? So it's really easy to have like a rosy view. We're just going to hit the gym. We're going to cook better. We're going to change our spending habits like we're going to read more. And we don't anticipate the inevitable obstacles and challenges that we're going to face. So I want you to just think of a few potential things that might get in your way when you're getting started. Maybe you're planning to work out in the morning and you like have a feeling you might have trouble getting out of bed or you might feel really tired. Or maybe your kids or your partner or your roommates have a bunch of junk food in the house and that might be an obstacle to a healthy eating plan. You just want to think of what these things might be and then you want to think of some potential ways to get around them. Not doing this is really irresponsible because you are 100% guaranteed to face obstacles on your journey and a lot of them can be anticipated and planned for ahead of time. This will help you feel more confident. It will help you realize like I'm not doing something wrong when these things come up, this is a natural part of the process and you're going to feel like greater autonomy and competence knowing that you thought about these things and you know how to work through them. And if you don't, you're going to go back to that question of where will I get help from? Okay, so you want to go through these questions for all your goals. Now, I want to say something to you that might feel a little like tough love, but I think it's really important to consider if you're not willing 
to create a simple action plan for your goals, you are not ready to achieve those goals. If you're not willing to create a simple action plan for your goals, you're not ready to achieve those goals, okay? And that's totally fine, but we don't want to set ourselves up for this cycle of feeling like we can't make changes in our lives and we're not capable people just because we didn't take the time to plan. Planning is not going to solve all the problems. It's not going to give you all the answers, but it's going to help you get started and give you a roadmap that you can use instead of just throwing shit at the wall or wishing for changes but not actually taking action toward them. So don't skip this step no matter what you do. Even if you don't do it for all those goals on your list, you really should do it for those most important goals. The final step of this visioning process is to actually write a vision. Now, you could skip this if you want, but I do think that this is a powerful exercise that can be really helpful, inspiring, and motivating. Basically, what you're going to do is you're going to just sit down and do a writing session or two where you are like looking back. So if we're doing a full year, let's say it's this time, December of 2023, and you're looking back over the last year, you're writing in the past tense, first person, and you're explaining all of the great changes that you made in your life. So you're going to talk about the goals that you achieved, the obstacles that you worked through, the things that you accomplished. And most importantly, you're going to talk about the person that you've become as a result of your efforts. So talk about changes to your character or the way that you feel or the way that you're showing up in the world. This is the stuff that's really important and that really reflects our values. So losing weight and getting in shape is like great on the surface, but if it makes you a more um, active participant in your life, makes you a better parent, better friend, better partner, or it gives you back more energy to be a better artist or musician, like that's the stuff that we are really going for when we achieve these goals. It's not the surface value, it's those deeper changes and the way that you are becoming a more fulfilled um, and happy version of yourself. So to summarize this process real quick, you want to do a brain dump of possible goals, ideas, projects, etc. for the new year in different categories. You want to cut that back, removing anything, first of all, that you know you're not going to be able to do. Second, anything that you don't really care that much about. It's just something you feel like you should do. And then if you still need to cut further, just make sure you only have like up to three goals in each category. Then you're going to take those goals and you're going to rank them based on what's most pressing, what's most important, or potentially if there's a goal that's going to have an impact on other goals, you want to rank that one higher as well. After that is the most important part, which is creating a simple action plan. Basically, what where and when you're going to do stuff, how you're going to get help, what you might need, and any potential obstacles you anticipate as you get started. And then the final step is just to write a vision about how your year is going to go and all of the incredible changes that you're going to see in yourself and in your life as a result of your hard work. So this might seem like a lot of work, and honestly it is, but again, the idea that you're just going to create a resolution and then achieve it without any type of planning or thinking is misguided. It's not going to work. So be willing to put forth this effort to think critically about your past year, about what you want out of your life, and do some planning. Set yourself up for success. So let's dive into the second method that I got from my coach, Ashley Pardo. So for this method, what you're going to need is a big piece of paper, okay? And again, this could be done over multiple sessions because likely you're going to write stuff down, think you have everything, and then remember things later. So just continue coming back to this as often as you need to. I want you to draw a big line right down the middle of the paper. On the left side of the paper, you're going to write down everything that you want 
to have less of in your life in 2023. Now, this could be anything from like um, less time spent scrolling on social media, less negative self-talk, less alcohol, whatever. Anything that you know, you know, think back on 2022 or previous years, stuff that's not helping you, that's getting in the way of your goals, that's affecting the way that you feel. Something that you want to cut back on or have less of your life, that goes in the left column. In the right column, you're going to write down everything you want to have more of. And this could encompass any area of your life. More time spent cooking, more time doing exercise that makes me feel good, more time spent with loved ones, um, more time going to see live music, uh, more time spent outside, you know, more positive self-talk, whatever. But I encourage you to get as specific in each category or each column as you can and really put it all out there. Um, there's this a little less structured, right? And you can kind of include things from different areas of your life. It could be literal um practical things. It could be thoughts and feelings. It could be internal stuff, external stuff. It doesn't matter. The point of this exercise is that we want to think like big picture. What do I want less of in my life and what do I want more of in my life? We want to take that right column and, and create those things, right? We want to know like if I'm looking at the sheet and I'm or I'm thinking about it in 2023 and I feel tempted to do a lot of scrolling or doom scrolling, reading the news, whatever. But I also know that I wanted to do more reading or more just resting undisturbed. I'm going to think about that and I'm going to potentially make a choice that's going to help me feel better. So from this list that you have, I would also encourage you if you have specific goals, business goals, um, artistic goals, goals, fitness goals, financial goals. I, I do encourage you to go through from the previous process and create an action plan. But this list is just going to give you big picture and idea of the kind of year that you want to take shape and the kind of life that you want to create in 2023. Another thing that Ashley does from this list that I think can be helpful, especially if you're kind of a creative person, you like to think in this way, is to come up with a word for 2023. So your word could be something like courage. It could be something like self-care. It could be something like adventure or it could be something like um, honesty. I don't know, but but a word that embodies the kind of work and experience and relationships that you want to create for yourself in 2023. So this is a little bit simpler process, but again, I do encourage you that if you have specific goals or things on your more list that you really need to get tactical in order to make them a reality, go through and do that simple planning exercise. Think about what you're going to do and how often anticipate obstacles and resources that you might need along the way. So I hope that this is helpful for you. Um, I do encourage you, like if you feel inspired to make changes in the new year, like don't listen to fitness coaches or other people who are like, don't do it. You're going to fail. Like take advantage of that energy of the spirit of change and you know renewal that comes in the new year. But just know that you're probably not going to achieve anything big or make big changes without a serious plan and without considering like what do you actually want more of in your life and what are you willing to leave behind? Again, I am wrapping this up for the year. Thank you so much. This is episode 25 and hopefully we'll have like 50, 52 episodes for you in the new year. I don't really know what my travel plans are, but I'm excited to bring on guests. I'm excited to do um, some expansion of this podcast in the new year. So thank you for being here with me. Um, again, if you want to follow along my New Zealand trip, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Caroline Juster. And if you want to get on the Sane and Simple Nutrition waitlist, you can do so using the link in the show notes. 
Thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays and happy new year. And I will see you in 2023. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong.